0: I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Two Angles on Angling. This is Jordan with my co-host. It's Ryan, guys. What's up? We did not record last week, or we we've taken a little break here and there as as yeah. you know there there hasn't been as much to talk about regardless. So uh, and you know we've been getting, been busy as well. So
0: yeah, plus Father's Day was yeah. last Sunday, so you yeah. know. I ended up doing a trip, so just, you know, came back and chilled with the family, too, so.
1: And that Father's Day is the last day that I got out fishing, Uh, the only day that I've been out fishing since the last podcast as well. Um, I've been focusing, you know, on working a lot more, trying to uh, get back to, you know, a good level again and hiking a lot. And now that, you know, I've been using the Bird app a lot, I've been everywhere I'm going. I'm I'm trying to listen just yeah. to, just to find like a few at a time. Like I'm not ever like just holding it the whole time to just see yeah. a bunch. I just want a few at a time and I'm, I'm starting to keep a little list and just to like, just uh good, you know, and, and now I'm, I'm seeing them more and I'm more aware. It, it, it's pretty cool. And uh, on the hikes also saw, I'll pull up the pictures to show you Ryan. Uh, Went on a few hikes, saw a bunch of frogs and and snakes, and
0: yeah, the garter snakes, yeah, the, gotta be a the leopard, leopard frog, frogs, yeah. yeah,
1: super cool. Just you know, uh, yeah, and then yeah, that's that's the one snake, but yeah, they were just garter snakes. Uh, and yeah. yeah, it was just cool though. Um, seeing all all the different wildlife again, you know, emerging. Now we did get some rain, uh, and we yeah. just got some again. Uh, here, but so, you know, more wildlife popping up, uh, as well along with that, did you want to kind of cover your fishing and then get back to, Yeah. you want to just, can I continue the birding conversation?
0: No, yeah, no, keep the burden going, man.
1: Okay. All right. So, uh, through... oh, wow. So what, it's been two weeks off or did,
0: yeah, this would right. be two, okay, weeks. two weeks.
1: So. I did a hike at, uh, Rheinstein Woods, and then Zor, and then I think two or three at Art Park in between, uh, those as well. Every hike that I went on, like, progressively, like, I was really, like, noticing more and more and more with the birds. Right. And, like, their behavior and everything. And it was super interesting. And, uh, as I'm scanning, I'm I'm trying to look for them. You know, as as difficult as it is, but I, I've been get, I've been getting good at it. Where if I'm just you know I I stop, I really hone in, try and like listen where it's coming from, and I'll just stare. And then you know some you know most of the times now they're popping out, and it's pretty cool to see. Uh, I saw an owl. Did I send you that that photo? You may have, but I don't know. Um, it's I'll, sweet though. Yeah, I'll show you. So yeah, we were we were hiking and walked around this corner. And I saw this big set of wings go up into a tree, and I'm like, "Whoa!" So we, I creep around to get to the other side of the tree so I can see what it was. And I look up, and I'm like, "No way!" This giant owl. Um, where are we at? Here? So yeah, that was a super cool. You
0: know the the thing that was about a super the cool uh,
1: thing to see as well, and especially yes, in those trees the there that are owl. So, so tall and. It was uh, it was pretty. Yeah, pretty cool. and
0: it's uh, it's good that you're doing it now. Um, like a lot of the birds, like we were like peak presence of birds, in uh, like the end of May. Mm. Um, now a lot of them have uh, have the like the species varieties thinned out a little bit since since then. See if you look around, like there's been a lot of uh, baby robins, or at least babies yeah. of all yep. of all birds. You know, we were just before we started the podcast listening to two uh, baby crows messing with their one of their parents. But there, uh, yeah, a lot of them have moved on, and that that goes to the the general conditions that we've experienced over the past few weeks. Like past couple weeks, like I didn't fish much the week like prior to last prior to father's day this past week i fished near almost every day and uh a lot's changed during that that period like uh like you said above like flying around Mm -hmm. some birds have left and i think part of the reason why they've left is the caddis hatch is waning so there's not as many bugs around for them yeah um you know the the barn swallows and the tree swallows like the ones that hover right over the water and feed and like they're they can still get bugs throughout Mm. throughout the summertime but the huge hatches that a ton of birds can take advantage of those are are starting to wane and uh, i think you know that's why a lot of the birds have left too and you know the river uh it's not Super mossy anymore. It it got like real mossy on more. Father's Day. I I thought it was pretty pretty. Was young. Yeah, but yeah, maybe that maybe there's another wave of it. Yeah, um, not
1: not not in all areas, but in in quite a few sections, I was I was getting into it. But yeah, and there was you know, a lot. It of boat, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. there's
0: a lot of boat traffic too. Yeah, um, but yeah, because because I, I uh, I fished exclusively Lake Erie since our last podcast i think oh, i might yeah. have i might have fished uh a lower and upper combo like once in that mix maybe twice but um I, I it was a while ago but yeah i've just i've stayed out on the lake um even in the glassless conditions i've just been basically trolling for bass and and we're we're in that pattern now where a lot of the fish are post spawn, and uh, like a decent percentage of the fish, like a noticeable percentage of the fish we're catching are are beat up. You know, like they're not like from being caught, although there's definitely that, but it's just like spawning. Yeah, like, those scars. You, you know, know so get, yeah, just from staying out of bed and you know fighting off and darting around and you know just all that stuff. Like they're the fish are don't get me wrong we're catching clean fish too but there's a lot of them that are beat up you know but they're they're feeding like they're definitely eating um and there's been big clouds of smelt out there too so they're definitely chewing um it's so like we've had this long pattern until the last two days of like no wind or like mild wind mm-hmm. in some direction like this past week was pretty much all east wind until today yep. You know, and it was like, so the the lake was just glass, like every day. There'd be like little times in the day where it would pick up pretty significant, but an east wind never really makes things huge out there, so um it just, it can get snotty is all. But that's it. You know, like, uh, just a little brief period of dealing with that in an afternoon or something like that, but otherwise it's been pretty placid. And, uh, you know the bite's been pretty good, but like I said, like the numbers are up from when we were doing our podcast from our last podcast. Mm-hmm. But there's, you, know, they're they're post spawn fish. You know they're jumping, but a lot of them yeah. are beat up out in the lake. Yeah, so. I,
1: I've I I found out uh, the hard way that the fish are jumping now because I lost that I lost one uh, probably the biggest of the day when I was out fishing. I
0: was yeah, I like, oh, was not expecting that. So how was that uh, that river bite on on Father's Day? Because I I was out on the lake. I didn't,
1: uh, you know, I, I bounced around from everything, like just right. did
0: a, a lawn,
1: like a pretty much usually just one drift or drift and a half through there because some, like I said, this moss in some areas it was just not even worth it. Uh, and then started to get into a few fish, but it was it was very for me. I think maybe like one, two max on a spot. Uh, I don't remember how many we caught that day, but it, it was it was a bit of a grind for us. Uh, but just getting back into the the rhythm of things there yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, it's a shame that the, I thought for sure a the... lot of
1: the yeah the fish were very small, uh, yeah. pretty beat up as well. Mm-hmm. I, I stayed on the deeper side of things as, as well, just to like leave those fish like be even more, uh, yeah. cause they're even if, if they're transitioning out, uh, you know, uh, but you know, still got into them and it, it was fun getting out and catching a few, but yeah, they were just not, not in pristine condition and yeah. it was a, a tougher bite I found.
0: It's the, uh, it's the beginning of the, the rebuilding phase. The other yeah. thing that I noticed out there too, is that more recently is that, uh, there are significant numbers of post-spawn fish that are setting up on shoals and rock piles and reefs, you know, like, uh, which makes sense. You know, like there's not, that's what they do in the summertime because that's the only place where there's food, Mm -hmm. you know, like these big sandy gravelly areas that you catch fish on in the spring the reason why they're there is one, a lot of them spawn out there, but two, they're there because big schools of, of smelt and Emerald shiners, like are passing through there and they just got, they just lay down there and look through, look up through that clear water and they just blast yeah. as much bait as they want. Like if you, if you hover through those areas, you just see these strafes on your, on your graph, you know, like you can see them blasting through the screen. Like they're just smashing bait down there. Um, but that bait's not really there anymore. You know, like there aren't, re- there's some schools of smelt around, but uh, it's mostly in deeper, colder water at this mm. point. Um, you know, so there's, there, there are some schools of bait there for sure, but um, that's on the wane. I found way more fish near rocks, way more and big ones. Um, so, I, you know, and that makes sense because that's the only place where their food's going to be so i was catching like some days crayfish were and crayfish patterns were the only thing that were getting bit mm. um which was weird but it, it went back and forth like it'd be a meat day and uh minnows or uh you know, like that uh you know lollipop like flatworm type of drop shots yeah yeah so something that imitating a minnow um some days that would work, but more and more days the fish wanted uh crayfish. Thanks. And even today when I was out with uh, my brother Nate and his, his uh, boys and uh, his nephew, we uh, had them all fishing live bait and the crayfish were like, I had one guy fishing minnows and another guy fishing crayfish and crayfish were catching just as many. And usually, like the drum get really after them, mm. get really after crabs, but uh we're getting solid numbers of bass like i don't i I hesitate to say this, dude, I really do, I hesitate to say this, but it just feels like there's less drum around this year i uh I can't explain it i I have yet to catch
1: one yet this year, so no uh, I definitely say. can't
0: say that uh but i it 'cause but we're the thing that i the thing that gets annoying about drum like I personally love them as a fish i think they're everybody that catches one that has no preconceived notion of a drum um thinks they're awesome they fight like everyone everyone does, especially guys that are like coastal dudes and coastal dudes that have caught black drum in saltwater, like they think these things are awesome. Mm. And like I had this client uh a week ago yeah, a week ago today who like he was booked to do a walleye trip in the middle of July with me. And he's like, Well, what goes on in June? And I was like, Well, you know, you'll catch like the bite'll be spotty because the fish will be wrapping up their spawn and um starts to get good at the end of june but i was like in the middle of june there's not a lot of pressure out there and you can catch a ton of huge drum and he's like what's a drum and then i sent him a picture of it and he's like what those are there and i was like yeah that's awesome and he's like dude i just want to catch those Oh, wow. <laughs> and i was that's like awesome i'm like all right bro dude i can i can assure you that that's what's gonna happen that's awesome and uh he caught a 12 pounder like we uh, were just trying to get giants. <laughs> uh-huh. That's awesome, man. Well, it was it was hilarious. And he caught some freaking huge bass that day uh-huh. too. We dropped we dropped the mega like a freaking like a total heartbreaker. We dropped, but uh yeah, but then he got that twelve pounder. That thing is a Goliath, dude. Promoting the <laughs> shit. I love it. I oh, love it. I yeah. mean, he, dude, he, he, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's. Uh, they are, yeah, they're cool fish. Like seriously, yeah, they're. It, it, and they'll, they'll eat anything. But here's the thing: like, what makes them annoying, or what has made them annoying, is that you can usually, you usually catch so many of them that, like, it's just nonstop, and they, they're robbing yeah. your bait and. Which sounds cool, but even even if you're with kids, like if you're catching fish that fast, like I mean, dude, it would be like triples were like all all the time, like doubles were consistent. It was just they would be loaded in the harbor, and you could just pound on them. Um, But now, like this year, it just hasn't. Like, don't get me wrong, they're there. Mm -hmm. I'm catching them, Mm -hmm. but like it just hasn't been like just lights out on fire. Uh, And I'll wrap it up by. the report by this that, uh, I did a, a, actually two other points, but continuing on the drum. Um, remember that dude, Alex, that's that kid that was working on his, uh, the, yeah, the, someone the just asked me about that thing? recently. Yeah. Yeah. So then he, so I took him out a couple days ago. Um, but anyway, he, uh, he tested the lake trout and the Emerald shiners and both of them had, Significant amounts of microplastics in them. Nice. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, we went out and uh he's he's like, well, you know, I, can I get a sample from Lake Erie? I'm like, yeah, man. If I, what I can almost guarantee you is that very quickly we'll get some drum and they're good bioaccumulators. Like they eat mussels and stuff, so you know that that'd be a, a good test. He's like, yeah. So we went to the spot and it was like it took me. A little bit of time to get five in the boat using my fish. Fish. Yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, nice. but but uh, but it, it just took a little while to get it going, and yeah. I'm like, dude, why is this taking? Uh-huh. These are drum, like it shouldn't be. You know, it took me like about an hour to get five of them, and maybe not that long, but it was crazy. It didn't make uh-huh. any sense. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so we 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 brought them in, and uh, chopped the heads off and gutted them so he could test those and all the females that we got I think they're like 4 of the 5 fish that we caught were females like they all had eggs in them so they haven't spawned yet you know mm. so I don't know if they're just late showing up or yeah. maybe there's a bunch more that are going to arrive I mean I don't know but but I could just be getting lucky man I yeah could, yeah you know I could just be getting lucky and but they I'm fishing zones where I'm like uber confident that they're going to be almost exclusively drum ridden just to keep rods bent. Mm-hmm. while we, as we transition to another place and bass are coming out of them. And I'm like, wait, what, like, what is going on mm-hmm. here? This doesn't even make sense. This is awesome. But anyway, the, uh, did a little bit of walleye fishing too. That's my last point. Uh, ha- there are just not a lot of them around. You can do If you go hunting, you spend a day committed to them. You can catch enough to, bring home a meal, but they're just not, don't get me wrong. There's always days where you can get lucky and mm-hmm. just pound. You just happen mm-hmm. to pass through the right zone and you yeah. get the fish, but they're not loaded out there such that everybody with a, a boat can just go out and drag a line and catch walleyes. Like mm-hmm. they're not, they're not there yet. Um. So that's that. And then this upcoming week, uh, lots of rain for the front yeah. three, it looks like. Which is fine. finally um, got a good dose, and we could definitely use some more. Um, water's still pretty cool; it hasn't gotten super hot yet, so it looks like it's more the same next week—like 70s, maybe touching the low 80s. Rains front three days, but all pretty, pretty damn stable. Like not like even all the days that are raining, there's no wind. You know, like so sure you might get wet, especially Monday. Um, but it's, uh, it's all fishable weather. So that's the plan. I'm going to fish all through it. And then, uh, I take off to, uh, to Lake Placid for a week, like through the 4th of July. So, um, I'll be up in the thousand islands that week. Yeah. So we'll coordinate when we're the, uh, we'll probably try to do one last podcast before we break out for, uh, for our vacations and we'll come back with a lot to talk about so but anyway that's uh, that's a look forward and that's what I've seen since so yeah uh, looking forward
1: for me Uh, don't know exactly when I'm going to be getting out next but I'm going to be getting prepped for uh, the St. Lawrence soon as well and that reminds me I want to uh, have you shown me how to do the wire leaders, how you were doing them. Uh, Cause we are definitely targeting Pike for a good majority of the time that we were up there. Cause w- we started dialing it in last year and it was just, it was just getting to be too much fun. So nice. Uh, yeah, I want to, I want to have the, the proper gear and uh, we're getting our, the, the guide Randy Jaeger that we always get when we go up there. So uh, I'm excited for that as well. Cause all a great time with him. He, he, he uh knows a lot about what's going on up there, and he, he sure he makes sure to fill you in on it, which I always enjoy because you know I'm not up there all the time, but it's nice getting an you know a, a update on how the system's doing and everything up there as well.
0: So uh, he, when when does he uh start like when does this pike fishing get good? Start getting good?
1: Uh, I only go bass fishing with him, but uh when we we're, we're we pike fish that's july yeah july something uh usually i, I it has to be around july 4th actually because we've been going up then uh, the oh so you trail
0: your boat up there too oh yeah okay, oh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 yeah
1: we just we just get him more for the main river there because uh in chippewa there there's a lot of shoals and everything and we're regardless like of ha- having them on the map or not like we're still like learning the area like right. slowly we're not trying to go blow a lower unit anywhere uh so that's when we get him uh for more out uh, out deep on the main river and we're going to have our canadians canadian licenses this year as well so that's going to open up the the area more which will be cool but uh another note i wanted to make uh there's more stock of lures on the website as well mm-hmm. in the net heads. And drop shot weights, three-quarter, half-ounce, five-eighths. And then we got five-sixteenths neds, one-quarter ounce, or three-sixteenths. Then a bunch of swim bait heads as well. And then I also put up on there a reel and two molds that I'm getting rid of. So if anyone's interested, uh, those are up there as well. Uh, the one is a wacky rig jig head mold, and the other one's a uh, swinging football head jig mold. Don't need them anymore, so they're up there if you guys are interested as well, but been putting out a few articles recently as well, so starting to write more, which feels good, getting into the, the rhythm with it and enjoying that, and got a lot more queued up to put out as well, so. Oh, yeah, man. And I actually also released a podcast on my uh, own uh, podcast as well, the JD Outdoors podcast. So, if you guys haven't ever heard of that or checked that out, uh, feel free to look at that as well. But, yeah, making lures and writing articles, going on hikes, that's kind of been the rhythm lately for me. I'm enjoying it. So, uh...
0: We were talking about this before the podcast briefly, but tell me, uh, tell me more about Zora, man. Like what, what did you think about it going up in there? Cause so I had, it's, it's been a while. I had
1: no preconceived notion of what it was going to look like, right? which was a cool feeling. And my buddy, I, I went with Scott, uh, the one who uh, messaged you for the biology project he was working on or whatever, uh, he was trying to explain things to me when we were going, and I'm like, "No, man, just let me walk in there and just completely like I don't want to. I don't want to have any. I just want to be completely shocked when I go." Well, as we're pulling in, there's a a painted turtle crossing the road, so like we stopped for a minute, you know, let him scurry over, and I'm like, "Okay, this is a cool start off. Start already to the hike." Uh, we walked in through the woods, and you know, into these. Look, I don't know. It was just sweet. These tall, super tall trees with these vines wrapping all the way up hmm. them. It was like these dark brown trees with like these. these yeah, vines. a lot of it that's old cool. growth forest, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's why there's man, no
1: underbrush there. The, real quick, going back to uh, Reinstein, though, some of those trees were the biggest trees I've ever seen, hmm. like in New York. Like besides the sequoias and the redwoods, like these were some of the biggest trees I've ever seen. Some of these oak trees. Like the black or uh, or not oak uh, black cherry trees, excuse me, uh, and the beech trees were absolutely The yeah, Beech trees are ridiculous. Yeah, man. and the, how tall the canopies were. Like that owl that I showed you the photo of. Like I'm like my neck's like crooked up looking at him. He's way up there, hmm. you know. uh but anyways, I digress. Coming back, uh, yeah. So just seeing those super tall canopies was super interesting. And then you break through the brush and it was just not exactly what I was expecting, but it was super cool. Just these super steep cliffs with these jagged pines growing out of the side of rocks and, uh, Yeah, like shale riverbed, and just seeing all the yeah, in different areas. Like, just seeing the, the it, it was pretty low water when we went as well. We hadn't had any rain, so just seeing like the layers of the sediment and the rock and everything. And
0: you know what you're looking at though? Like, that's like 450 million year old seabed. Wow, and like that, that creek. Um, I, mean, I don't know how old that creek is. But those layers of rocks, it's kind of like if you, it's, it would be like pouring water on sand. And uh, if you could like, and, and then if you could just shrink yourself down to, to stand in that channel of water after it's receded and look at the side. Can you picture what I'm saying? Yeah. So shrink yourself, like, so you, you take a, a pail of water, you go to a beach and you dump it. Dump it right there on the sand, and watch where the water flows. Yeah. And after it's totally gone out of the sand, you shrink yourself down, and you put yourself to where you can look at the side of where that water flowed. Mm-hmm. That's basically what you're you're because it's wow. the same. I mean, it, there, it's all of that. Those yeah, layers. Yeah, just that's how it formed. Yeah, those yeah. layers of rocks are uh, just they're all like sandstone, shale, yeah. um, dolomite. You know, it's all, like, compacted coral and mm-hmm. organic material, sand, you know, whatever. Um, just, you know, all together. Some of it's under, just from being under pressure. Yeah. Just all mixes together and stays hard. But it's super brittle. Yeah. Like, you can grab it and yeah. smack it on something yeah. and it'll fall apart. Yep. Good for making, like, arrowheads and stuff like that, I guess. Or to a certain it's. extent, yeah. Unless
1: yeah. they keep breaking, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, Saw saw... Saw a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. So started, uh, saw, saw several snakes and they were all in a different color, which was hmm. super sweet. Um, that one that I showed you the photo of, that was the last one we rolled up on. And I was just like, like all the other ones, it was like, you kind of had to stumble across them. This one was just like way out in the open.
0: Uh, himself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I uh, saw t- tons of tadpoles in the water, which was really, that's super cool, cool as yeah. well. And then we saw, which I'm, I could only assume that they were either uh, some sort of trout, maybe. I don't know. They were these tiny fish. But not, maybe not trout, but like a dace, a very young dace, maybe, or something like that. They, they were just a, a longer fish. They were. It was interesting. It hmm. wasn't a tadpole, but it was like a longer fish, but it was still super micro. I don't know. I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, but not a yeah. trout. But uh, you know, I was thinking more of the the days that from those other was the uh, water fruits.
0: weightable. Like how de- how much? Flow Some is- of the
1: pools were pretty deep, but uh, like probably, I mean, six, but the current wasn't foot, Yeah, because it, uh, it wasn't no ripping, water in a while, yeah. and, and yeah, and it 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 was receding. You could see where areas where like it it dropped, and all the tadpoles were just like dried, <laughs> dried. Cape to the to to the rock but uh saw a bunch of different frogs which was cool and that leopard frog which was absolutely awesome uh and then we just kept heading upstream walking and slowly kept getting away from uh people and people and people it it was just yeah just really cool to be walking in like those steep canyons like that like it that's not excuse me really something i've done before like yeah Like when I'm waiting, like 18 or something, it's kind of got you know you've got some steeper walls, but just looking up and seeing like, excuse me, all that rock and seeing all that like that that's crumbled by you already, like that that's falling. It's just really really powerful, you know. Yeah,
0: dude, and just think that's like that's been right here the whole time. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I uh, I, like, I oh, was, and
1: countless birds by the way, as well, yeah, uh, while we we're there,
0: yeah, the, all the ones that don't like to be around people, yeah. you know, that's uh, I was telling you before the podcast that I'm jealous of you going, you going to Zora because uh, you know, like, when I used to go there a lot when I was a teenager, spent many a night down there. Uh, there was a day we, uh, that's funny that so this past week. Um, Monday. I uh, took. That's when I went. Yeah, yeah. So this past day, Monday, I took my buddy, like one of my closest friends when I was in high school. I took his parents out and his sister's kids. Okay. So basically, uh, two grandparents, two grandkids mm-hmm. of like people that I was in high school with. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking, now I'm taking, People that I went to high school with, I'm taking their kids fishing. Yeah. You know, with the grandparents. But anyway, it was weird just being an adult, hanging out with my buddy's parents, calling (laughs) them by their first names and stuff. Yeah. But like, I have a very vivid memory of going with them and my buddy Chaz and uh, this girl, Beth, whose kids I took out fishing um, and a couple other people going into Zor and I forgot where we would access it, but we'd come around this big bend pool almost immediately. And there, there's like a big Oxbow section in it. We would kind of set up, in the middle of summer, we'd set up uh, like uh, chairs and stuff out there and just chill and play mm-hmm. in the water and build little dams and... uh we'd flip rocks and catch crayfish and just do crayfish boils. Like we'd catch a ton Uh of them and just eat them, throw butter on them and eat them, Uh boil them up. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's an awesome place, man. And I, I've, uh, when thinking about, you you know, like hearing you describe it, it, reminds me that, uh, it's been a long time since I've been in that, like all of the fishing that I've done, for a really long time is involved floating down a river mm-hmm. um like uh yeah either under power or with somebody behind you know yeah. the oars and uh you know and, and rowing to to help somebody cast get somebody in position to cast mm-hmm. type of thing mm-hmm. but uh it's been a long time since I've actually just walked through woods and or like been at small intimate creeks. I miss it. I definitely do. Um, because it like that, that place in particular, it's pretty remote, man. Like, there's nothing around it. Like, you yeah. could, if one was so it inclined, felt very remote. Yeah, it was the most remote
1: I've felt in a while.
0: Yeah, um, and, and there's uh, way. and it's not that far away, but you yeah. could, you could spend. Two straight days out there floating through that thing and, uh, like, you know, fishing your way downstream. Cause I, I, I do wonder, you know, so that's the other than the Niagara River, the Cataraugus is the cause that's what created Zor Valley, in case yeah. our listeners aren't aware. Yep. Um, good point. So that's, uh, the Cataraugus, you know, is famous for steelhead runs. It also gets great runs of smallmouth in the spring. Um, but it's deep and it doesn't run dry, you know. Like it always has a, a, a significant enough flow because it's it's draining a lot. So I wonder if the, some of those deeper holes hold fish, and if so, what? Like, what are they? What what's living in there? Yeah, I, th- those exact thoughts were crossing my mind. I mean, it could definitely sus- it could definitely sustain life, dude. Because
1: I was saying that to Scott. I there's was enough grayfish like, there. And, and yeah. yeah with all the tadpoles and everything yeah like all the other the insects the yeah. pegranate
0: and in there yeah. like or, oh yeah we or,
1: saw tons of uh, well, uh
0: not tons, dragon we saw several or... uh, millipedes, which was cool yeah man, there's there's all all kinds of stuff from them yeah. there. but it yeah it's it's a rare place just because it's uh the trees are around there are all old growth the uh i i i don't think I've been to Ramstein i should uh
1: I should go there. You know where I walk? I highly recommend. It's, it's, you know, if you do the whole thing, and I think it took us two hours and it's all pretty flat, but like you get, you cover some ground and you see a lot of cool stuff.
0: You know where I I went uh, on a hike the other day was uh, Buckhorn. I Mm -hmm. walked all the way out there in a while. Like all the way out to the old ferry landing and back. I was just trying to check in to see if, if some of the same birds were there this year as there were last year. Um, but there was a there was a hard east blowing, so like there was so much interference there, like you yeah. couldn't really you couldn't really hear much. And then you had for big chunks of the walk, like the water was smashing into the shore there, so you had little kind of surf sounds plus yeah. wind blowing through weed uh, leaves sounds. Mm-hmm. You just wasn't I just wasn't picking up a hell of a lot. But I you know I mean I picked up every single bird that I got there was probably like 15, 16 different species there. Last year there was like over 30. But I'm not saying that they weren't I, I went there way earlier last mm-hmm. year too though. That's why I, I think uh like I mentioned earlier there's uh I I can just only speak from what I can see in our like close in microcosm here because I haven't been out and gotten into the hills or like off the grid but around here the diversity. The diversity's waned, mm-hmm. you know but I, I bet you there's a bunch of cool stuff going on out in those woods
1: yeah that you were in mm-hmm. yeah definitely the the most amount of different species that i've i've come across uh which, which is cool and it's you know it's it's exciting to have a, one of the, a, a new thing like that to you know pursue and kind of get figure out and Now we were talking about, uh, before the podcast as well, the plant ID, uh, what was the app? Uh, picture this picture this. Yeah. Um, went on a hike with Alex and he was showing me all the different species and I was getting super interested in it. So I've been kind of going down that rabbit hole and every time I'm out, I'm like getting super focused and like trying to remember exactly like which one's which and all that. And it's, it's been another cool little, little endeavor and, uh, I know the next one coming up is going to be more insect based because yeah. I'm starting to, I, I, yeah, I want to start tying more flies again uh, with my uncle and just, you know, it's another adds another layer to it just to, to yeah, get interested in. And I've been noticing like trying to pick up on like they're landing on me and I'm like inspecting them trying to see, I have no idea like how I even, would even search it or anything
0: to like really fit yeah. find out
1: what they are. But,
0: uh, now, that that's interesting that uh, I, I've never looked up the app I've never looked it up but I, I wonder if there is an app like a bug yeah, ID app where you could take a photo and yeah. it, it would uh, tell you what it is it, it, there's got to be mm-hmm. um, if anyone listening knows one and you uh, might just yeah, be able to, to snow, do that with but... Google like you could take a photo and that's true. paste it into the Google search bar and see what like, cross reference images or something like yeah. that or throw it into Chat GPT. Uh, see what, see what happens there. Yeah, very true. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, this is uh this is the coast period. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. The uh all of nature's you know, like all the birds of the chicks are pretty much out of the nest, they're all doing their thing, they're gonna get into that summer mode. I mean we've officially gotten into summer. It's yep. you know, Oh yeah, the solstice just happened. Right? You know, yep. so Longest longest days of the year are are around us right now, yeah. and you know it, it's been a, a a real mild start. You know, like we haven't had any, like every freaking day has been out. You've been able to fish if you wanted to, and it looks like for the foreseeable future that's going to be the case. So it's now about okay. Now we know that bookings look good. The uh the weather looks like it's going to take care of us. Like now, I got to figure out a balance for the summer and you know, vacation heavily. Yep. So we got new stories to tell. Oh so. yeah, yeah, we'll definitely yeah. I've got plenty of trips coming up, so we'll have uh,
1: yeah, we'll have some good content Cool. coming at you soon. All right, guys, see you. Tight lines.